Freedom Radio, where we plant the seeds of change. I'm Karen Olson-Johnson. Laura Hedlund will be back next week. We are going to be having a very, very interesting conversation today about a new initiative in the Twin Cities area that is, is right on the cutting edge of putting forth tremendous ideas regarding regarding moving us forward in so many sectors. But I got a question for you people out there. Oh, by the way, okay, tomorrow, uh, today, March for Our Lives, right? March for Our Lives, um, Washington, D.C., the Parkland shooting. These students have just decided to take it, take it into their own hands and to ask those questions that need to be asked of our legislators and to move it forward. By the way, good morning, Sam. Good morning. How's it going? It's going very, very well. How about on your end over there? It's pretty good. I was hoping to be at that march, but I'm just as happy to be here. So okay. I'm sure we'll talk, ever we'll be talking about it all day. Yeah, we'll be talking about it all day, exactly. And it is it is monumental because it's the youth coming together to do something, and and it's very very important. And a reminder for everybody: Earth Hour is tonight. Um, to shut your lights off. That is tonight, um, eight thirty, I believe. But you know, if you just you know look on on the web, you can find out. But uh, it was originally started for us to have a, a sense that our actions or inaction uh, does affect the climate and certainly does affect the earth. And it is a part of what we're talking about today is that these things that were started, you know, many, many years ago have lost some of their punch, okay? And I have a question for everybody. By the way, we'll take your calls, 952-946-6205, because we're live this morning, 952-946-6205. Where were you in 1970? Um, Lahore, Pakistan. Lahore, Pakistan. That's Gene Ross, and we'll tell we'll talk a little bit more about uh, with Gene in a minute and get her background. and And where were you, Thomas? I was packing up some pennies and change to send five dollars off to stop the baby seals being clubbed in Canada. My chemistry teacher kind of got us into that whole deal, and they're still being clubbed all these many, many years later. Yeah, and so yeah, 1970. Um, Sam, where were you? In 1970, I I didn't exist yet. <laughs> <laughs> well, in 1970, I was in sixth grade. I'm I'm dating myself. Just turned 60. Um, doing rehearsals for Shakespeare's Midsummer Night's Dream. <laughs> in the sixth grade. Uh, but 1970 was a pivotal year because it was the very first year of Earth Day. The very, very first year of Earth Day. Now, I want you just to think. Just just think out there. 1970 was that first year. If you were alive at that time, remember what your life was like in 1970 and what your big concerns were. And when we think back to the 70s and fighting Earth-related Earth or, you know, being concerned about Earth-related um, happenings, you know, like rivers burning and smokestacks spewing and that sort of thing. I mean, it is not that insidious anymore, but the concerns have mounted and mounted and mounted and mounted. And now we sit, how many? 48 years later, two more years is the 50th anniversary of Earth Day, and what has happened? And where are we? And that's the biggest premise of this organization, is how on earth... No pun intended. Yes, pun intended. How on earth can we move this forward so that we get ourselves in a position where Earth Day, climate change, all of the things that have been happening to the earth, the insidious things going on, the high rates of cancer, the toxicity, all of that become prime and focused on that 50th anniversary. And so I welcome to the show two co-directors of One Blue World, Gene Ross and Thomas Herons. And this is a most incredible organization. But before we launch into us into this, Gene, can you tell us a little bit about yourself? Um, I'm an artist. I've given up my craft to work full-time on progressive and environmental justice and uh, social justice issues. Yeah, and it really touches you, doesn't it, Gene? It really, okay, giving it up to work on this because this is urgent stuff, isn't it? Yep. Yep, this is very, very urgent stuff, okay? And, and we'll get back more. And Thomas, a little bit about you. Well, the Earth Day 70 thing obviously kind of kicked it off for me, and I became, I was a small town farm boy from Worthington, Minnesota, but, and, you know, because we're farmers, we were somewhat naturalists, but we, we weren't per se, and I began to read Rachel Carson's 
uh, Silent Spring, and an incredible book by a man named Cleveland Amory about mankind, about the hunting ethic and the gun ethic and all that sort of stuff. And at 17 years old, 16 years old, I became politicized and radicalized, so to speak, and I've been that way ever since. Jean's Jean kind of gotten into the political advocacy and environmental advocacy, advocacy in the last few years, so she's still on that hardcore activist sort of edge, which is a great combination for us. I'm a little more jaded about it because I started so early, and but we work really... She keeps me focused on this is what it's really, really all about. So. Yeah. And the this that this is all about is that, like we said in 2020, the 50th anniversary of Earth Day, is is for us to collectively look at from 1970 to 2020 where we have gone or where we have not gone and what the what the issues are, and what compels and propels those issues into more action. And hence the reason One Blue World was begun, okay? So for those people who would like more information right away, what's the website? It is one, O-N-E, blue, B-L-U, no E in there, world.com. Okay, and if you go to One Blue World, one, O-N-E, blue, B-L-U, world.com. What are you going to find? Because what is the premise of this organization? Well, the premise kind of starts from that experience I went through over the last 48 years in terms of the evolution of the environmental movement. I got involved in politics and got jaded from that or saw what you can't change or can change based on your resources and impact and so on. So I've been essentially analyzing what can we do differently because we're not making that much progress, to be honest. Uh, progress. Uh, I was going to say or, or it's, yeah, we're, yeah, we're, we're moving yeah. back, per se, yeah. in some veins. And, and part of that is our fault. Uh, as When I say we, I'm talking about we as the entire environmental movement, per se. We have to ramp it up. We have to gear it up. We have to change the dynamics of what we're doing to reach more people because we don't have billions and billions of dollars. So what do we have? We have cooperative marketing potential. We have the chance to work together. The experience I had that after my early political experience, I got ended up getting involved in Earth Day 1990 in Los Angeles, which was the first and the last time all the environmental organizations came together to use the media impact of the 20th anniversary of Earth Day. They used that to ramp up the profile of the entire environmental movement. That's important to say again. The last time that happened was 1990, right? right? At the 20th anniversary in Los Angeles. We're 30 years later now. It happened because when you put something on the front page of the paper and keep it there, Having been, a, I used to be a legislator, so having been a legislator, I know that legislators do not act necessarily unless it's on the front page of the paper, unless it's in their face all the time. Yeah. So mm-hmm. we're like any other uh, issue sector. We have to compete with what's out there. You have to compete with the opposition. We have to compete with everything else to keep that issue in the front of the public's mind, keep them engaged, because we don't have the billions and billions of dollars. What we do have is people. We yeah. know the mass majority of people support environmental action, supporting good things. But getting to those people that are beyond just the hardcore activists, getting to those people and getting them engaged, getting them compelled online, whatever ways we have to do that to get them engaged, that's kind of what we're trying to do and what we're all about. And part of that engagement, obviously, is about getting the word out, right? And so this is this is cooperative actions among these groups, but it's very tied to media, um, Gene, can you speak a little bit about why the focus on media, per se? Well, um, we think that having a uh, media campaign will drive a whole bunch of other actions that we get more exposure to the, all the good things that the environmental and conservation organizations are doing, give more exposure to all the innovation and the green economy, what they're trying to do, which is great, but they're not doing it fast enough. Mm-hmm. So we have to also put pressure on our legislators to have the right policies, not taking us backwards, but moving us in the right direction to get this done. It's urgent that we act now. Uh, we're really late in this stage here. Climate chaos is occurring. 
So we really, really have to step it up. And stepping it up in a lot of ways. I mean, here we are on radio. We're live on Facebook, by the way, if you want to join us. Um, it w stepping it up means getting the message out more and more and more and more. I can't tell you how many people, you know, you say something to them like, do you, do you realize, you know, the amount of parabens or phthalates or whatever that are, gee, I never heard about that. You know, gee, I never, you know, and, and we don't have the burning rivers anymore, the big smokestacks. Well... Wait a minute. EPA, hello. Yeah. <laughs> we could be going back there. <laughs> we could be going back. We have yeah. 100, 100 yeah. million little smokestacks driving around on four wheels all the time. Yes, yes, exactly. So a media campaign to get people to work cooperatively. Yeah, let me bring it back because I probably didn't answer the question earlier clear enough. What One Blue World is is not an environmental organization. We're not, we're not trying to compete with anybody else in terms of advocacy or protest. That's Minnesota Environmental Partnership and all the incredible organizations that are involved in Minnesota just in particular do all those incredible things. We're simply trying to use those things and cooperatively market what they do and what everybody does to ramp up the profile so that there's more profile, more engagement, which means more money, which means more impact. Cooperatively, they don't. They, they. That's the one thing I guess we haven't done right. We haven't cooperatively worked together since that 1990 period. I mean, there's been other Earth Days. We're only using Earth Day because it's a great marketing tool. Mm -hmm. We don't give the Star Tribune, or Pioneer Press, or the media any all the media. We don't give them much to cover. We really don't. We, no, we, what no. are we doing? Because that's an incredible marketing tool. So it, it happens to occur during the height of legislative session. Oh, yeah. And Earth Day 2020. Hello. 50th anniversary. All of this. I mean, it, it's, you know, if it's done right, it's going to have incredible impact. Well, we're talking with Gene Ross and Thomas Herons of One O-N-E Blue B-L-U World. Okay. And we will welcome your phone calls. Earth Day 2020, the 50th anniversary. What's that going to mean to you? 952-946-6205. You're listening to Food Freedom Radio on AM. 950. Someone asked if I really do love my Rudy Luther Toyota Sienna as much as I say I do. Well, this week I've got groceries, a target run, seven sports practices with carpooling for four of them, two games, three music lessons, 4-H, dance, helping a friend move. We'll also probably have three play dates. I'll have to drive to work and I'll have at least one weekend family outing. Yes, it's a lot, but I get to do it all in relaxing comfort and style. Yes, I do love my Sienna and you can fall in love for yourself at Rudy Luther Toyota, the southeast corner of 394 and 169. This is Ken Hagland of Minnesota Hospice, inviting you to listen to our brand new show, airing on AM 950 on Saturdays from noon to one. The Minnesota Hospice Show looks forward to discussing how we honor life and to exploring the physical, spiritual, mental, and emotional issues we experience throughout all stages of life. Learn how hospice is the new face of hope and how it's your benefit, your choice. Join us Saturdays at noon and check us out online at minnesotahospice.com. The Spring St. Paul Art Crawl, presented by the St. Paul Art Collective, will be running April 27th, 28th, and 29th. This is a must-do experience that you will love. Over the weekend, you'll have the chance to explore a wide variety of art while touring through local artist studios, lofts, and galleries, hosting over 350 artists. Up for purchase will be paintings, photography, pottery, sculpture, fiber arts, and more. The Art Crawl sprawls over 34 locations. Join the Art Crawl and discover outstanding art for you to own. When you buy local art, you're providing to artists so that they may continue to create the art we love. The Metro Transit is supporting the local art community with free transit passes. Download your pass to ride buses and light rail for free during the Art Crawl. Be sure to get details at thesaintpaulartcrawl.org. That's thesaintpaulartcrawl.org. Hello, this is Ellen Krug from Hidden Edges Radio. When I'm not on the radio, I'm standing in front of audiences training about diversity and inclusion and on how to be welcoming to others who are different from us. More than ever, employers and organizations need professional diversity and inclusion training. I can offer that training through my company, Human Inspiration Works, LLC. I'd love to make your workplace or organization more welcoming. For more information, go to humaninspirationworks.com. Thank you. 
With spring here, it's time for the annual Easter Brunch Buffet at the Park Tavern. Enjoy Easter ham and slow-roasted beef, eggs benedict, biscuits and gravy, salads, fruit, side, and dessert. Seatings are from 10 a.m. till 3 p.m. on Sunday, April 1st, and reservations are recommended. $20.95 for adults, $14.95 for seniors, kids are $10.95, 5 and under are free, and don't forget the hour of free bowling with every reservation. On Louisiana Avenue, north of Highway 7 in St. Louis Park and at parktavern.net, enjoy a wonderful and easy Easter brunch with your family at the Park Tavern. Welcome back to Food Freedom Radio, where we plant the seeds of change. I'm Karen Olson-Johnson, and Laura Headland will be back with us next week. You know, we're talking this uh, show about something that's incredibly impactful. You know, this is Food Freedom Radio, and, it, you know, by estimates, this is Paul from Paul Hawkins' Drawdown book, you know, about a quarter of climate change can be attributed to how we do food. And... Um, and so obviously, you know, there are, there are particular issues related to the earth and climate change that, that, you know, we can address simply by how it is that we're doing food, right? But there are other really important things that at this 50th anniversary in 2020 of Earth Day that, that we need to have increased um, capacity to work with. And that's what One Blue World is, is all about. One, O-N-E, Blue, B-L-U, world.com. Gene Ross and Thomas Herons are joining us because this is about, about action. This is about putting things in place that could really change the trajectory here, right? Because, Gene, you were saying, you know, it, this is urgent, you know, and, and we sit, I mean, every year, year after year after year, we talk about a catastrophe, you know, a, you know, chaos, whatever, and it, you know, where's it heading? But One Blue World has an idea. Now, this is for you people out there. If you're interested as individuals or businesses, you know, perk up those ears because this is something to step into and get involved with. So, Thomas, what are these actions? As I said, One Blue World is kind of a is, is a marketing agency, so to speak, for the environment. We're, we're we're not about strict advocacy per se, but it works toward all that. So as we have several programs we're putting out there that over the course of many years, I've realized these strategic actions can happen. There's X number of things we can all do together, the environmental groups and the green companies, that don't take an incredible amount of bandwidth or actions to do. And the first and foremost of those is a cooperative media and advertising campaign, which is because we don't have instantly amount of money, how do we how do we generate that profile? How do we generate that money? Well, let's put our advertising resources together six to eight weeks before Earth Day, use that time frame to build that model to increase the profile. So we're putting together the kind of the first time the sectors of the green economy, green products, green companies, the environmental organizations and activists, and green consumers. Those three sectors really haven't been put together in an advertising campaign that drives the traffic all toward one site that, again, isn't about advocacy. It's about green products. It's about green services. It's about green organizations and the incredible projects people are doing out there that need to get funded. Because when you think about Earth Day, you know, I mean, compare it to any other, I'm going to say, any other big holiday where the advertising for it starts, you know, weeks, if not months ahead of time. Earth Day, I mean, it's lucky if you get like a mention the day before, right? It it is the only issue day that we celebrate, so to speak. It's the only issue other than Labor Day. But yeah. it's it's there for the taking. It's there for the using. Again, it's really just about a marketing tool driving the traffic. Because I worked for Earth Day for so long, I know that the 50th anniversary is going to be a global media spectacle. I just know it's going to be. So why don't we use that timely opportunity to drive up the profile of the entire movement? Because when you do, people pay attention. They start investing. They start doing things. Because you've reached a broader audience. Are you saying that the 50th anniversary of Earth Day could be a pivotal move in the other direction to help us reverse some of this stuff? I mean, could it be that, Thomas? Could it be that big? It could be, yes, and it should be. I mean, I know from Earth Day 1990 it was a global phenomenon, and and that was – there was no internet back then. We have an incredible social media crew that's working with us to – take this level of engagement out there in a much, much bigger way. But again, we're using that profile of Earth Day. We're going to be going to the city of Minneapolis and, and, and the Parks Board and all these other major institutions to 
coalesce them together into recognizing what Minnesota could be on a green innovation, entrepreneurial, ecopreneurial level, mm -hmm. and Earth Day can make that happen. It can drive that focus and attention. Again, it's just a ramp-up marketing tool to get people engaged, realizing what we could do ecopreneurial to solve our solutions. Yeah. Because we're not solving them necessarily on the legislative level. We're, we're just not. Well, and it's probably not a just legislative level so solution. It, it has to do with businesses. It has to do with organizations. Obviously, it has to do with individuals. And there's at some point, there's got to be, like you said, this coalescing of people coming together that really take this seriously. And part of that really taking it seriously is getting the message out, which is the media piece of it. I mean, having worked with nonprofits, I know that, you know, you can barely, you know, keep your head above water, let alone think about, you know, we really need to publicize this or get the media out or whatever. So part of this is just about getting people to work together, right, Gene? Right, right, yes. Uh, about 70% of people are worried about what's happening. They see erratic weather, you know, and they, but they don't know where to engage. And we are hoping to make it easy for them to figure out, hey, this is what I want to put my energy in. This is where I want to send my, you know, 50 bucks to um, make a difference. Yeah, to make a difference because this is about making a difference for present generations, but about for future generations as well. It, it is hard for me to imagine that I was 12 years old on the on the birth of Earth Day and now sit here, you know, this, you know, and will be, what, you know, 62 when it, when it comes around to 50th anniversary. And I think about the condition of what Earth was back in 1970 versus what you know, where we are today. And obviously, we're in a crisis situation. You know, I mean, you just have to look around you to, to see that there are, you know, extreme weather events happening all over and and other situations, you know, drought, whatever that are affecting food supply that will affect food supply. So this, then this effort takes all of that information and takes all of this hard work and brings it together because cooperatively, we're much better, right, Thomas? Yeah. yeah. Well, and that leads to the, the takeoff and what Gene said about people being able to go on and give their 50 bucks to that. We're also creating Give Green Day, which will be the first uh, one-day giving platform for the environment. And, what? And a, and there, a, there isn't a one-day giving platform for the environment? There is not. Give to the Max does some environmental giving, but you're buried in a thousand other charitable organizations, and it's a great day. However, it's unbelievable that nobody's really actually put it together on Earth Day. What a perfect vehicle for people to actually go online and go, I love this project that the Sierra Club is doing or the Land Stewardship Project's doing. I want to give 50 bucks to that. Or I love this group that's putting together this new electric vehicle system. I'd like to throw some money at that because they need profile and they need uh, some investment funds. We just need to expose all the incredible things that are happening. This is, you know, can I say this to both of you? This is a very altruistic, you know, you know, it's, I mean, what's, I mean, I want to ask what's in it for either of you, but the, but the point of this is, is that it's like these organizations need profile. These organizations need help right. and in order to, in order to move this forward, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. And it's not just so much organ, it, or, obviously we support the environmental organizations. We want them to, to raise profile. I know over the longer term, though, that we need to develop ecopreneurial investments and drive the economies. There are solutions, win-win solutions. Oh, yeah. Giving ex a great example of an organization, Minnesota Recycling Association of Minnesota, they do incredible things putting win-wins together, mm -hmm. solving problems while creating business and job opportunities at the same time. That's, that's where it. it's at. Yeah, that's where it's at. That's the win-win. We're talking about One Blue World, O-N-E-B-L-U-Worlds.com, this incredible, incredible new organization looking toward Earth Day 2020 and what it is that we can do. This is Food Freedom Radio. Give us a call, 952-946-6205. Common Roots Cafe is the perfect venue for your next meeting, retreat, or party of up to 25 people. Come see why such a diverse array of community groups use Common Roots as their meeting space. The community room is only $10 an hour, plus nonprofit and community groups receive a $10 credit for food and drinks. Located off 26th and Lindale, make your reservation at commonrootscafe.com and take a look at their local, organic, and sustainable menu options. That's commonrootscafe.com.
Seward Co-op, serving the community for nearly 45 years, invites you to shop their two convenient locations, both offering the strong commitment to local producers and healthy foods you've come to expect. Seward focuses on locally grown and raised products, fair trade, and environmental sustainability. Shop their selection of meats, artisan cheeses, and house-made baked goods. Find Seward at 2823 East Franklin Avenue or the Friendship Store on 38th Street and 3rd Avenue in Minneapolis. More at seward.coo. Six years ago, Dr. Emily Stein was confronted with a life-changing situation. Her grandmother developed rheumatoid arthritis and was unable to maintain her own dental hygiene. Unfortunately, her assisted living facility didn't have the resources to help her maintain her dental health either. Once her dental health deteriorated, her overall health deteriorated too. It wasn't long until she had multiple tooth extractions and a severe stroke. That's when Emily put her Stanford background in microbiology and immunology to work. She created an oral care lozenge, or Smart Mint, that manages oral bacteria to promote strong teeth, healthy gums, and fresh breath. Daily Dental Care is a life sciences company dedicated to addressing public health by targeting the root cause of dental disease. Because let's face it, we all could use a little extra help supplementing our daily dental care routine. Visit dailydentalcareswithans.com or go to Amazon to purchase our lozenges and use promo code DDC95502 for a 25% discount on your first purchase. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. Daily dental care lozenges are not intended to replace daily dental hygiene practices. Trappers use baited snares to choke animals to death. They're cheap and easy. Snares are banned in 20 states. Snares can't discriminate between wild animals and our pets. Your dog could die silently in a snare just yards away. Most Minnesotans oppose trapping, and our leaders cringe at the slightest mention of it, and yet it continues. Let's ban snaring and leave a legacy Minnesota can be proud of. Please contact the governor and your lawmakers. Do it now, today. Together we can ban the snare. Learn more at StandAgainstSnaring.com. Tom Hartman here for All Energy Solar. One of the myths about solar is that you save more if you wait, but waiting to switch can actually cost you more. While tax rebates make solar affordable, those rebates are often limited and decrease over time. So when you wait, you risk losing some of the incentives that make solar so easy to afford today. And besides, the sooner you get your all-energy solar system, the sooner you reduce or even eliminate that high electricity bill. Make the switch today at allenergysolar.com. With your AM 950 weather, I'm Sam Turnberg. Today will be cloudy with a high near 40, with a 20% chance of snow this morning. Tomorrow will be mostly sunny with a high near 43, and Monday we'll see a high near 42, with snow turning to rain throughout the day. The Eat Local Minnesota Restaurant of the Week is Hazel's Northeast. Their dishes made from scratch are rooted in over 50 years of family tradition that are healthy, hearty, and beautifully served. Come visit them at 29th and Johnson in Northeast Minneapolis, and for more information, see eatlocalminnesota.com. Freedom Radio, where we plant the seeds of change. I'm Karen Olson-Johnson. Laura Headland will be back next week. We are having a most incredible um, and very, time is flying, conversation about a brand new organization called One Blue World. One, O-N-E, Blue, B-L-U, worlds.com. This is all about understanding how being connected is a reality in our world and that if we understand that connection when it comes to earth and it comes to the problems that we have there are real solutions at hand so this is optimistic isn't it gene yeah i try to be optimistic yeah <laughs> <laughs> but i think one of the really important uh takeaways here is that the most easy the easiest way for average citizens to get involved is to um, participate in our edayvotemn.com. Say that again. E-D-A-Y vote, V-O-T-E-M-N, like for Minnesota, dot com. edayvotemn.com. What is that, Gene? This is Gene Ross, by the way. It's a voting platform. It's not a survey. It's actually people um, voting on what they think is the most pressing environmental issues. What are the best solutions? Uh, What are the best products, green products? There's a pop, science pop quiz for students to take, uh, which what we hope will get them on the website, and then they'll get steered to voting. Because they can't, some of them are too young to vote in elections, but they can still vote on our website on what, they're, what they would like their legislators, their decision makers to be doing. We would love to have, you know, 100,000 people 
uh, 5,000 people in a particular legislator's district, he would sit up or she would sit up and take notice of everyone said, hey, this is pressing. We want you to be working on our behalf to solve these problems, not working on behalf of giant corporations yeah. and big moneyed interests. There's also, you can vote on who you think the most environmental uh, governor would be, and, and you can vote in the different congressional districts who you think would be the best environmental member of Congress, your representative out in Washington. So the, so with this, it's like it's a it's a platform for getting your voice heard, right? Exactly. And for and for being um, somebody who can contribute to this whole discussion that we're having, because often we feel like there's nothing we can say to anybody, right? Because every you know you know what how is who are they going to listen? Who who are they going to listen to? But if you have enough people, you know, if you come up with a cooperative effort that has enough individuals in it, then you've got some leverage, right? Re relating yeah. it back to what we're trying to do for raising profile, this was designed to turn Earth Day into an election day for the environment online. It was one of the first things I, I came up with in terms of it's so easy to go online and do things. Can we at least vote? Can we at least show up on Earth Day? And this is all geared toward 2020 that hopefully there would be on a global basis everybody saying this is what we want today. This is what we're demanding that you're doing. Can you imagine the impact of the front page of the paper the next day when hundreds of millions of people are saying, this is where you got to go, folks. This is where you got to go, politicians, corporations. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. This is what we're demanding. Mm -hmm. This vote has never been done before, an online vote on one day. Do you know, I'm going to tie this to, you know, Parkland and March for Our Lives. Absolutely. Do you think people right now are are getting the 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 moxie, the whatever, you know, we're going to do this now. You're not doing it, we're going to do it. And Earth Day 2020 is the perfect vehicle for this. Brilliant, <laughs> absolutely brilliant. Yeah. Interestingly, I've mm -hmm. pitched this, the idea of a gun vote or a vote on gun violence to that whole group of people and so on because to take it and keep it in front of the public to demand what needs to happen, mm -hmm. legislators simply don't act unless they see votes coming from their district. Yeah, exactly. It's just the way it is. That's that's exactly. That's just the way it is. But I want to be sure that we talk about Earth Day 2020 because this is a prime opportunity for our listeners as partners, sponsors, and vendors to get in at the ground floor. I mean, here we are sitting, what is it, March 24th, 2018, 2020, you know, a couple of, this is a prime opportunity for you to get in on the ground level of, of uh, something that's going to be happening as a partner, a sponsor, or a vendor. So yeah. can you talk more about that, Thomas? Well, you and I met surreptitiously many, many years ago at the Living Green Expo many, many years ago at the <laughs> State Fair. It was a microcosm of what we're working toward now. We're going to take that expo concept and put it online, for one, but also creating a physical event model for us and for other cities as to what is possibly able to be done on Earth Day. Earth Day in Minnesota, obviously, April 22nd can not be the greatest weather in the world, so we're not expecting 500,000 people on the steps of the Capitol. But we are creating an incredibly interesting social media type event, but that people can also come to. It's going to be the yeah. St. Anthony Main area, the whole island. We've got De La Salle High School is going to be involved in, in an eco-science exhibit. We're going to create an incredibly powerful, connected, one type concept event that people can get involved in and vendors, food vendors and so on. Which but the ongoing piece of that, that social media piece of it, that website piece of it, so that a vendor, whoever they are, Absolutely. it's not just a one shot deal. Or if you're an organization, it's just not a one shot deal or right. a one day deal, right? right? And it's not going to be just 2020. It'll hopefully spur us to do a bigger and bigger event every year. Mm -hmm. And again, it's not about an event unto itself. It's about driving the innovations and products because you can have a vendor online from Norway. Mm -hmm. You don't have to be here to see other incredible things that are happening around the world. There's innovations happening around the world that should be implemented here in Minnesota and the U.S. And it's, it's a matter of driving those priorities to the top of the list. That's just what it's always been about. There we go again with cooperation and collaboration, right? Those two hallmarks of this organization, cooperation and collaboration, right? Why can't we create the new 3M for the environment here in Minnesota? It should happen. 
Yeah. It's a yeah. matter of focus and getting people to go, yeah, I've got an idea, you've got an idea, let's put the best ideas together and invest and fund those ideas to make those solutions work on a win-win basis. On a win-win, win-win basis. And that, I think, is the is one of the incredible optimistic pieces of One Blue World, is that, yeah, we're in the situation that we're in right now, but we have capacity to move things forward if we simply understand that that there are vehicles by which to do it. And media is one of them. So again, this is not an environmental organization. This is a media-based organization supporting environmental causes, right? Absolutely. Okay. All right. So apart from the support of the environmental causes, if you're a vendor or a sponsor or a partner and you're wanting to get involved, how do they get involved and who do they contact? They go to our website, onebluworld.com, or they can email us and that's available on the website. And we're going to be reaching out to a thousand organizations and companies over the next two years in terms of putting this all together. So we'll be contacting people that have been involved before, but obviously we'd be thrilled if anybody's got a new brand new idea that they'd like to expose and exhibit at our at the fair. But again, it's not 2020. We, we can put that on, on the website in the next month or two. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's an ongoing online presence. And the big difference between the big L.A. event in 1990 and this event is the advent of the Internet and social media and everything else associated with it, right? Because there are so many right. other pieces that, was one that can and, be... Right. That yeah. was one and done back then. It was yeah. one and done, and that's not the way it has to be anymore. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Well, we have a caller on the line, Lynette from Chaska. You're calling and you have a comment, a question. Oh, good morning, Lynette. Hi, how are you? <laughs> good morning, Karen. Um, one seed rules the world. Yes. yes I, I know your voice for on the radio. Yeah. <laughs> um, I, I went to the website. This is, this is uh, such a good thing. Um, I know I'm going to start smelling it soon. I always complain to Karen about this. The chemicals in the air, I'm going to start smelling it in the spring because of the lawn chemicals and, you know, which I never used to smell when I was a kid. And it just bothers me so much. And, you know, I, I can see it. I don't see the bees. I don't see the butterflies like I used to. I don't see frogs anymore like I used to. I don't see, you know, garter snakes and lawns. These used to be all over the place. And I have a feeling that was, that's from all the chemicals everywhere. That's my feeling. Mm-hmm. And I would like to find out how to educate people onto the dangers of those things that people just innocently put on and they think Roundup is just their friend and makes me sad. Yeah, if you could see Jean right now, she's shaking her head and then, you know, tears coming to her eyes. You know, this is this is exactly the piece of I think what you're talking about, Lynette, that One Blue I mean, One Blue World is all about and I'm so excited that they're on the show today, all about getting these different organizations and, you know, any of them that work toward education about things like this, like Roundup or any of these chemicals, to the point where, go ahead, Tom. A simple thing that doesn't exist that we've created. There, there wasn't a one ubiquitous website where a person like this could go and go, okay, I've got these concerns, I've got these issues, I'd like to help. Where would you go in Minnesota? Well, yeah, we've created that website so she can go and find the Pesticide Action Network, mm-hmm. that she could get directly involved in her lawn chemical issue. Yeah. It's there. It's, it's there. a matter of exposure as to what's out there so that people can join in and make some things happen on their own. Yeah, that's exactly it, Lynette. And so, you know, this is exciting because this is not only an information clearinghouse, but this is the potential to really take all of these organizations like PANA that are doing this work, the Pesticide Action Network of North America that are doing this work, and get them to you via this website and via this platform so you can understand how you can be supportive of their work and that they can be supportive of what's happening with you. I mean, excellent question, Lynette. Excellent. And I, you know, spring, I agree with you. Spring is a double-edged sword in that respect because it's the same thing. You know, I have neighbors that put that stuff down and it's just like, oh, you know, and then I, you know, close your windows, you know, get out, whatever. Yeah. And it's like, yeah. I, I, I like smelling spring. Yeah. <laughs> I used to like that smell of spring. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Versus- so, yeah, well, that is exciting. No, I mean, it's making me feel like I can do something. As I, That's the thing, as I feel so helpless about it. Like, what can I do? I keep smelling it. It's everywhere. It's all around me. But thank you so much for starting this. So I already um, signed up on your website there. So Yay. And, Lynette, do us, do us a big favor with, you know, pass that website information on to other people and get them to okay. sign up so you can get these updates and all of that. Because this is, this is like, we okay. said, like I said, we're getting on the ground level 
ground, ground level and of this organization. And hopefully by the time Earth Day 2020 rolls around, you're going to say to yourself, you know what? I heard yeah. that. <laughs> and we we're talking yeah. about that back, you know, because this is, it's time, right, Lynette? It, it, well, it's way past time. And, you know, one thing I just wanted to quick mention is it wasn't until 1990 that I actually heard about Earth Day. I didn't know that this was around since 1970, and I was alive at the time. So I know that wasn't promoted because I'm like, really, what's going on for 20 years? I never heard a word about it. Mm-hmm. For me, anyway, I guess. I don't know. Yeah, well, you're not alone, Lynette. And you're one of the ones that is, uh, I, I dare say I'm giving you a compliment. You're one of the ones that's on top of these things and listening. So, oh, yeah. I try. You try, yeah. <laughs> so, Thank, thanks well, for thank the call, Lynette. thank you so much. I appreciate it. I okay. know I can feel like, okay, yes, maybe I don't have to feel so helpless all the time. Oh, amen. Pass the word, okay? Thanks, Lynette. Right, we'll talk soon. Bye-bye. Okay. Yeah, that's exactly it. This is, That's the altruistic piece of this. You don't have to feel helpless, right, Gene? Right, right. Yeah. Everybody can make some kind of contribution, even if it's just going online and voting. How easy could that be? Yeah. You know, everybody can do that. Yeah. I mean, if they have access. <laughs> well, if they have access. I mean, how many of us have, I mean, hello, phones, right? Let's use them for something decent, right? You don't have to be texting your neighbor about your whatever, whatever, whatever. <laughs> Use it for something else. Positive. Um, positive. For something positive. Uh, Gene Ross, Thomas Herons are our, the guests for this incredible show about OneBlueWorld.com. And as Lynette was saying, you know, this is empowering. This is something you can do. You're listening to Food Freedom Radio. We have one segment left. As always, we welcome your calls, 952-946-6205. Hi, I'm Dr. Scott Shambot from Shambot Family Dentistry. We're the fear-free, get-you-out-of-pain-now dental office. We always offer a free exam and x-rays for new patients because we believe you shouldn't have to pay to find out what's wrong with your teeth. Call today. We're open early and late and Saturdays to fit your schedule. As my daughter Rachel says, If you don't see my dad, please see another dentist. Take care of your teeth because they're the only ones you get. Call 1-800-FIX-MY-TEETH or visit fixmyteeth.us. Kevin Ross here, inviting you to our brand new store called Ambibulous. What does Ambibulous mean? It means one who enjoys alcoholic beverages of all sorts. Ambibulous is a Minnesota maker's market. Unlike traditional liquor stores, we feature only craft beer, wine, and spirits made here in Minnesota. We are ready to guide your selections, where you can build your own four or six packs. Find us at 949 Hennepin Avenue East in Northeast Minneapolis or online at ambibulousmn.com. It may seem odd to be thinking about air conditioners in Minnesota in March, but it is better than waiting until the middle of July when you can fry a steak on your sidewalk. Fortunately, Standard Heating and Air Conditioning is offering $1,000 or more off high-efficiency air conditioners until March 30th. Save money and spend the summer in cool and relaxing comfort. Visit standardheating.com for details and come visit us at the Minneapolis Home and Garden Show. Standard Heating and Air Conditioning, the comfort you deserve. Did you know that tooth decay is the most common disease in America and that over half the American population has some form of periodontal disease? Simply brushing and flossing don't seem to be enough. The abundant bacteria in your mouth thrive off sugar to produce acid and plaque. But what if you could actually prevent bacteria from converting sugar into the harmful byproducts responsible for tooth decay and periodontal disease? Daily Dental Care is a life sciences company that leverages our microbiology expertise to create oral care products that promote strong teeth, healthy gums, and fresh breath. Our lozenges safely and effectively neutralize harmful bacteria and their disease-causing byproducts like acid and plaque without harming health-promoting bacteria that guard your mouth against the destruction that sugar causes. Supplement your daily dental hygiene routine with our convenient dental lozenges. Go to dailydentalcareswithans.com or Amazon to purchase and use promo code DDC95001 at checkout for a 25% discount on your first purchase. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. Daily dental care lozenges are not intended to replace daily dental hygiene practices. Tap, taste, and treasure at Vinaigrette, where we have some warm seasonal recipes all ready to create dynamite meals. Our fig balsamic vinegar pairs perfectly with roasted Brussels sprouts or baked brie. And sweet potatoes are always a winner, but never more than when they're roasted with a drizzle of vinaigrette cinnamon or orange-fused extra virgin olive oil on top. Come in today for more custom-crafted food and cocktail recipes at Vinaigrette. 50th and Xerxes in Minneapolis and 287 Water Street in downtown Excelsior. Online at vinaigrettemn.com.
Welcome back to Food Freedom Radio, where we plant the seeds of change. I'm Karen Olson-Johnson. Laura Headland will be back next week. Thanks for the rockin' music, Sam. Yep. Now, see, I was dating, I dated myself when I said 1970. I was 12 years old. Beatles, hey, baby, all the way. <laughs> so thanks for that music. Um, we are talking about a most incredible new organization called One Blue World, onebluworld.com, O-N-E-B-L-U, world.com. And Gene Ross and Thomas Herons are with, with us, the co-directors of this organization. And, you know, for somebody who's just tuning in now, okay, One Blue World, why and what is it? Because the world is interconnected. Everything you do, almost everything you do, impacts everything else. We never used to know that or think that. And when you smoke a cigarette in China, it eventually comes over here. It's just the mm-hmm. way it is. We made all this progress in the United States from 1970 on, or reasonable progress. We cleaned up some rivers and we reduced air pollution. And then all of a sudden, China's industrial revolution comes along and blows it all away, literally. Yeah. So we're all one world. We're all connected. And it was partly the Internet that made me, uh, my girlfriend Robin came up with one blue world. One is the internet interconnection the possibility that we could connect everybody all at once all at the same time and use that that 2020 earth day thing to jam it home to gear it up to connect people in a way that's never been connected before and the blue world piece of it is our blue marble yeah our little blue marble our little blue marble in space and that we are all living on that thing i mean um, it's when, partly because I don't really like the word green and don't oh. <laughs> really love don't really love the color green. It's blue for me. It's blue. <laughs> well, if you go by basic percentages of water versus land exactly. mass, yes, <laughs> then exactly. it is blue. Yeah. It is blue. And and so one blue world is going to do what? What what's it going to do? Well, the, going after that word thing, there is actually part of what this creative team has helped me come up with is what we're trying to create with the Earth Day event and all of this is a blue-green market, so to speak. That merging of the green companies, green products, green innovations with the environmental organizations and the activists and the green consumers together. That is a market, and we need to raise the action of that market. We need to raise more money. It really is at the end of the day. We have to create money. We have to invent money. And we have that opportunity. If we'd have started back in 1970 to create actual solutions, if we'd have actually come together environmentalists and said, okay, let's create that electric vehicle. Let's, let's stop giving Waste Management Incorporated our waste stream, and let's take that waste stream and turn it into new products and better things. Well, we really didn't do that. Mm-mm. We waited 50 years to start doing that, and now... The waste industry is be, it's going to be really difficult to take that away from the entrenched uh, corporations to do that. But we have to do that. Mm-hmm. We, uh, take food as an example. We, we basically uh, still put 90-some percent of the food waste into the garbage. Yeah. I'm sorry. That's just, that's just that doesn't make any sense at all. And it's partly because we simply are not inventing solutions to take that and turn it into more compost, turn it into fuel. And those solutions, those those solutions that are out there that are on a minor basis, this organization and what it's doing for Earth Day 2020 is to take it and bring it, ramp it up, bring it to be more visible, more effective, more all of that, so that so that change can be accelerated. That's the whole point, you know. The, scale it up. The, scale the, it up, the, yeah. The name of the event for, for Earth Day 20 is One World of Initiatives. Mm-hmm. You can create things. You can put things together. Ten people can come together and create a new business based on a product that they've developed out of recycled materials. Mm-hmm. It's not rocket science. It's getting people stimulated and organized to put something together that's a win-win. Yeah, or a product that they someone has developed that will get rid of plastic utensils and plastic straws and, you know, all of those yes. particular mm-hmm. kinds of things. I mean, it can be done, right? It can be done. And part of this event, which is really exciting for um, Earth Day 2020, is Eat Minnesota. <laughs> Eat Minnesota because, you know, when it comes to food, this state enjoys an incredible abundance of everything from organics to cooperatives to whatever. So Eat Minnesota, what's that about, Gene? Well, there'll be one whole segment of the actual physical event, the the expo, 
uh, dedicated to all the great things that organizations like uh, um, the um, the CSAs, Urban Roots, it's a youth organization in St. Paul, and they have gardens around in St. Paul, and they create uh, food baskets. People can buy shares in, in a CSA in their little operation, and like that, you know, all kinds of really nice grassroots-based, and then also um, organic food um, growers and organic restu restaurants that source their uh, ingredients locally and all of that good stuff we do here in Minnesota. Minnesota is one of the foremost states and regions in, in the country, if not the world, in terms of cooperatives. Land of Lakes is huge. I mean, it's interesting because Pillsbury and Cargill and all those started here as the grain organizations mm -hmm. and companies way back when. But we're now turning organics into a huge, huge industry in Minnesota. Yeah. So there's, as Jean said, there's so many cool things happening, and those people need exposure, and, and people need to see what's being done on the food level, local distribution, local production, local transportation. All of those things need to be geared yeah. up and ramped up. And one of, the, one of the parts of this that I so admire is that, is that nobody business, individual, whatever, is just summarily dismissed because they might be doing something in a particular way. It's kind of like bring everybody to the table because in that cooperative, realizing that everything is connected, bringing everybody to the table and then, you know, I'll use the word not demonizing a company or something, whatever, is that's part of the big solution, right, is realizing right. that it's all connected. Right. And because we've met some incredible people, there's, there's big companies that obviously have been not so great in the past, but even now, there's people within those companies that are trying to change the the dynamics of that company. There's sustainability directors and managers at many, many companies now. Not everybody's all about the bottom line. Mm -hmm. They're trying to change the culture. And, and, if, and if a company's doing a good product or a good division and they mean well, and they're, nobody's pure, nobody's perfect. Yeah, yeah. But if your intentions are pure then yeah. we can live with that. Yeah. And that's a part of this, again, bringing it all together, bringing, bringing it all together, because maybe some of this divisiveness that we have had and we've been living through, especially in this last year, you know, part of the coming together for Earth Day could be addressing some of that, right? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. So, um, for again, for people who are just hearing this, how do they get involved in One Blue World, and what is it that you're looking for right now? At this moment in time, we're really focusing on the 2020 event, which, again, seems like a little bit of ways, but it isn't. We're looking for sponsors, partners, um, creative people. We, one little small example, we're looking for somebody to, do, uh, to be a curator and developer of the YouTube channel. It's hard to believe there isn't a ubiquitous YouTube channel for the environment. That needs to be created just yeah. so that there's more exposure, more connections, more interesting and compelling things that creative people can do. So if you're interested as a sponsor, as a vendor, as somebody who would, who's got creative energy to expend, Earth Day 2020, this is all about all of us coming together. Again, we've been talking about one, O-N-E, blue, B-L-U, world.com. Go there, find out more information, sign up and spread the word. This is incredible. Earth Day 2020, the 50th anniversary. You've been listening to Food Freedom Radio on AM 950, the progressive voice of Minnesota. Thank you, Karen. Yeah, thank Thank you, Thomas. Thank, Thank you, Jane. You.